to another episode of the Pay-Per-Click Podcast. This is Andrew, and I'm joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. Rolled my ankle this morning, and um, I'm kind of like hobbling around. But luckily, I get to sit down and talk Google Ads with you for a little bit. Absolutely, sir. I'm sorry to hear about that rolled ankle. That's not conducive to running but all right i'm the self-proclaimed king of running on rolled ankles <laughs> yeah no for sure i've seen you literally like run hit a rock roll your ankle continue to run and just say i think i just rolled my ankle and then just continue to uh, go the course which is uh speaks a lot to your management style with google ads it's just continuing to improve and optimize. <laughs> um, today, we're going to go over um, the topic that we're, we're going to be covering are responsive search ads. So, but before we get into that, we usually have a little small talk at the, at the top of the podcast. So today, we're going to talk about rolled ankles. Josh? How did you roll your ankle and how do you feel about those rolled ankles? Well, I find it especially frustrating because I, so when I go run on trails, a lot of the stuff here in San Antonio is rocky and technical, like whether it's covered in scree or just a lot of exposed rock. And so it's, it's pretty techy mm -hmm. and I'm very good at running all the techie parts of the trails where I normally roll my ankle though. Like the last few times that I have is just on flat surfaces and I don't necessarily understand why that's the case. Like how I can just be, you know, rolling along, just hitting my strides and everything and then roll an ankle. Like, does my foot just decide at that moment to pronate too much where it decides, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to take a nap over here. Why don't you just walk on your ankle for a step or two? Yeah. I don't, it's, it's pretty miserable. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to film it one time and just see how it happens, but that's what happened today. I was just, I was on a flat port of the trail and it just went, Oh, sorry. I fell asleep for a minute. Yeah, I'm going to uh, decide. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you want to feel what it would be like to run if you didn't have me attached to you? <laughs> yeah. And so that happened. It actually hurts. Where Normally, I roll my right ankle, which is also kind of weird. And this was my left one this time. And it hurts way more than my right one. I don't know if it's because I've rolled the right one so many times now that he's just like, yeah, no, it's whatever. Let's keep going. And my left one's not used to it. But it also rolled in kind of a weird way where it um i guess it rolled in and then forward instead Ooh. of just in yeah and so there's a there's like a severe a pretty severe pain in the uh the the left like the outside upper part of my ankle and it's not swollen or anything so i'm not too concerned about it yeah it just hurts a lot yeah i like <sighs> Last time I rolled my ankle, it was pretty, it, was pretty, it wasn't as severe 
but it definitely was like two to three days worth of, you know, it's tender. We we can just call it that because it it is annoying to have that that rolled angle coming from uh from running or anything like that. Um, what do you do for remedy? Is there anything? Do you ice it? No, mainly no. because I don't have time to do that. So instead, I take some ibuprofen and then I've got a um I've got a board in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um. It's like a like a balance board almost mm-hmm. that's specific to you. It's like the size of one foot. So you don't get on it with two feet, just get on it with one. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get on that because that kind of naturally moves the, the different parts of the ankle because you're you're trying to stay balanced on it. Right. On one foot. So I'll probably use that and just like work it all the way around. Slant board. That's what it is. It's a slant board with a wobble in it. And um so I'll I'll just use the slant on like all four sides of the foot and um hopefully just work out whatever tensions in there. But that's about it. Like I'm going to go run on it tomorrow and see if it still hurts. And it probably will. Like it'll take a couple of days to get over, but it normally like a, a rolled ankle for me is nothing it's nothing too severe. It's just pain that's local to the ankle. I've never had any like rolled ankle that turned into a high ankle sprain or right. anything like that that just like really immobilized me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 pretty cool with the um that balance board as far as kind of getting all the variations of like how the ankle moves. It's pretty crazy when you get into running that it's there is I mean obviously there's a lot of movement in it but um everything from the stride to where you know where your heel hits where your or your toe and all that stuff it's all kind of the drop on your shoe like you had mentioned there's a lot a lot that goes into it and it kind of um it it's interesting to know and it's also some of the injuries that kind of come from from just from just doing that cross country but um it actually kind of in my mind oh no (laughs) in my mind it kind of it, it uh it relates us to our topic today of of responsive search ads, which are just a, a variation, really. And I guess that that kind of segues nicely into our first question: what what are responsive search ads? You know, I do the exact same thing that you just did in normal everyday life, where like my wife will be talking about um, I don't know, she'll be talking about like pancakes or something, and right. I'll say. Speaking of pancakes, do you want to like take a a six day trip somewhere? Like just drive there, hang out, drive back. She's like, what does that have to do with pancakes? <laughs> and I love those kinds of segues. Yeah, I sure. I think we should do more of them. Like speaking I of rolled ankles, yeah. <laughs> today we're talking about responsive search ads. I yeah. I love it. <laughs> exactly, broken arms. That really reminds me of Target cost per acquisition bidding strategy (laughs) yeah Yeah. like you don't even have to make it relate i enjoyed that you tried to make it relate like some way you know yeah that's actually a lot like responsive search you need a you need a responsive ankle and yeah responsive search ads exactly yeah variation you know oh well it sounds like you might have broken your ankle well speaking of broken ankles (laughs) responsive search ads tell me about them (laughs) 
you know, so what are responsive search ads? So the plain answer is that it's, it's kind of the go-to ad format for search ads inside of Google ads, because they don't really give you any more options on four different kinds of ads inside of there when you're doing search, like just looking for a text-based ad. But it's an ad that gives you a lot of different headlines to choose from and a few different descriptions to choose from. So you fill all of these out ahead of time while you're putting this ad together. So these are things like um, sell a house fast, cash for houses, Houston, Texas, shoes, shoe cleaner, buy cheap shoes. Like you put a bunch of stuff into there and you write a few different descriptions. I think you can do up to four descriptions on them. Mm -hmm. And when Google serves that ad, it puts what it feels is the best variations, like the best options that it has that you've provided mm -hmm. to it in front of whoever's searching in order to provide what should be the most relevant result. That's kind of in a nutshell what responsive search ads are. It, they're ads that you can pump a lot of options into and allow Google to serve what it feels is the best ad for the searcher. Yeah, no, I, I, that's basically what they are. I mean, they're really, I mean, similar to um, expanded text ads. And, and with the added benefit of basically, like you mentioned, like allowing Google to kind of go with different options of the headline and description. So like responsive search ads, they were rolled out in uh, mid 2018. And they, they were pretty revolutionary at the time, especially since they were coming from like just us being able to have expanded text ads, really. Responsive search ads were kind of a variation that we can throw into ad groups. And, and now, um, you I know- I didn't have, like the first variation too much either. Yeah, they were, it was, it was, they came in out of nowhere and they kind of just threw them on us and they were like, hey, now these need to be in ad groups as well. You know, like you need to have at least two expanded text ads um, and, and one responsive search ad. So it was kind of off-putting at first. I, 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 you know, grown to like them. And um, yeah, with responsive search ads, you can write up to uh, like 15 different headlines and four different descriptions. I mean, it's shown a it's shown a good result. They they're definitely pushed more on Google as uh, when when looking at impression numbers. You can see that they just get more traffic, and uh, that that's a good thing. And as far as the descriptions and the kind of arrangement, I there's somewhere I think it was like WordStream mentioned that they they did the math, and there's like forty three thousand different ways of of arrangement for the headline and description. So. It gives a lot of ability to Google and the algorithm to kind of place things. It's still very important to, I think, have strong call to actions in your headline and stuff, you know, so, so nothing's going to beat just good ad copy, but um, allowing the variation to kind of be thrown into during auction is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Just for perspective to the original format of expanded text ads was three headlines and two descriptions mm -hmm. and like that was it. That's how your ad was going to show up. And right. so these uh, responsive search ads, you have those 15 different descriptions and I'm sorry, uh, 15 different headlines and four different descriptions. And there's a lot more options for Google to be able to serve an ad that kind of fits all needs. I guess it also kind of leads into 
this next question. What kind of benefits do you see in responsive search ads versus text ads? Yeah, no, great question. I, from what I've observed, it's been just flexibility and, uh, you know, Google pushes toward displaying more of the responsive search ads, like I had mentioned. <clears throat> and it's, it's really cool because you can start to see the, the, the benefit to it is that you're getting more volume on your ad so that you can generate more clicks. You know, ideally clicks are going to turn into conversion ideally. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I've noticed is a, a, it's, it's an obvious impression number and click number that goes up when you introduce responsive search ads um, compared to expanded text ads. But I think that's the main benefit. And it, it's the way you implement them across each, within a campaign, you know, you want to have one at least responsive search ad in each ad group. And that's Google best practice, um, coupled with two expanded text ads. And from what I've heard, um, there's there's been some talk about expanded text ads just kind of slowly going away. Um, I, I heard this from multiple Google representatives, but this this is something that, I mean, I, I don't know how much truth there is to that. And um, I'm kind of weary about even mentioning that, but because it's hard to say like, wow, so text ads are going away. I, I don't know, certainly, but I have heard that same thing from, from a few Google reps. And um, that could be the future that we're kind of looking at. It's more, more flexibility uh, given to the Google ads platform. Again, I would like to mention that good ad copy, it, it's hard to beat because even if it is responsive, they're still clicking on the headline that you wrote because it is something that is engaging to the customer. But how about, how about you, Josh? What, what are some of the benefits that, that you've seen from responsive search ads? Well, just to clear up one thing about um, expanded text ads going away, uh, they're gone. I haven't had expanded text ads in any of my campaigns in, I think I noticed it like maybe a month and a half or two months ago. Like it's a, it's a super recent thing. Mm -hmm. and some accounts might still have access to make them but none of my accounts have expanded text ads which which kind of gets into the next question that we'll be tackling but i i haven't seen them it looks like on my end it's all responsive search ads and you actually can't have more than three responsive search ads inside of any ad group because then it provides uh, too many properties to choose from with ads. Mm -hmm. So you can only test three variations of um, responsive search ads in any ad group at one time. As far as benefits that I see in responsive search ads, it's two. Uh, number one is when I found out that I didn't have access to make expanded text ads anymore, I realized that I could then make basically three ads that cover everything that I need them to cover and use them in every single ad group and then test them across the board. So figure out which like 15 headline for description responsive search ad works best across the board, which ones don't so that I can remove those and test different types. But that also goes into my second thing, which is actively split testing. You can, 
go in and look at each one of those properties, each one of those 15 headlines and four descriptions, and you can see which ones are being served more and kind of which variations are getting more clicks, getting more impressions and expand on that. So if you see that, um, you know, buy discount cameras is doing better than buy cheap cameras, then you can remove buy cheap cameras at, from one of those headline spots and replace it with something that's more in line with discount cameras, uh, like purchase discount cameras, see if that works any better. So the active split testing on it has been something that's really nice for me because it's, it's kind of doing all the work without me having to look at each individual ad. Now I can just look at each ad group and see how those variations of ads are doing and which, um, which assets attached to that ad are working the best and then go off of there. I think with <clears throat> the testing piece of things, it's, it's pretty fan. It's a, it's a really cool idea to be able to test it across all of the different ad groups. Like you mentioned, that's awesome. What are some of the things that you're doing with responsive search ads that that is working right now? I, I guess you kind of went over that already, but could you go into a little bit more detail? It gets back to expanded text ads, actually. So again, once I saw that I couldn't make those, I you know, just went full in on responsive search ads. Um, I'd already had like the the minimum needed in each ad group, but without being able to add new expanded text ads, I just went ahead and maxed out the amount of responsive ones that I could do. When I started looking at quality score and how I can start to increase that, one of the things that I always tend to look at is the ad relevancy. So how well like the, the keywords and ads are meshing together. And when I look at the lowest level ones, they're using the same responsive search ad that other campaigns are using, like that it already has the keyword as one of the headlines that has variations of that keyword. The keyword shows up very early in the descriptions that I have in there. Mm -hmm. So it seems like for quality score, if you really want to impact that, you actually need to remove options. Mm -hmm. So you're not required to put all 15 headlines into a responsive search ad or to use all for descriptions. So what I started doing was using the designated headline feature. And it's kind of like pinning, like pinning a post. You create a headline and then you pin it essentially. And that headline will only show up in the number one position. I only used three options. Let's say I'm using cash for houses. Then I put cash for houses as the first description line and then pin that. And then my other two, I'm sorry, I keep mixing up description and headline, I think. I would put cash for houses as the first headline and then pin that. And then the next two headlines can happen in whatever order. And then for the descriptions, instead of writing four, I just write two and kind of let Google ads figure out which one of those two gets put before the other but it's all based off of that keyword and off of relevancy and the same principles that I use for uh, creating expanded text ads. Those principles were pretty clear with responsive search ads. It's a little less clear because Google ads is basically doing a bunch of testing for you and serving up the best ones. With expanded text ads, it was more concrete. 
you you only had these options that you can use and there was a very specific best practice for putting those options into place. So I used something very similar to that with responsive search ads and that has actually started to improve quality score using less options and being more specific with the ones that you have in place so that it kind of mimics how traditional responsive, I'm sorry, how traditional expanded text ads worked. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a really, really good, um, you know, something that that's doing well with, with responsive search ads. And that that's, that's really insightful. Um, the, the thing that I, that's a fantastic test and I'll probably implement that actually over, over a few campaigns over these next few months. The thing that I usually like to do, um, to, you know, just some things that are working well are just it, fairly simple, actually. I mean, it's the same as, um, traditionally with expanded text ads. I like to max out the descriptions and the headlines as far as getting the, the highest character limit within them this is more pertaining to the description so we have like 90 there's a 90 character limit on those and i really like to max those out and similarly to how josh mentioned pinning the um the descriptions and the headlines in a particular order because just because we have the option of having like 15 different headlines and four different descriptions doesn't necessarily mean that you know that's that's always the best situation for for every account um and and i it's it's constantly testing so it's 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 pinning them in different orders seeing which headlines um you know kind of perform a little bit better and then also like josh josh was mentioning it does increase quality score when you when you pin the um particular uh keyword in in a particular order i think the the one piece that i'll add to it is that i like to get the score because there's a score that you receive uh, when when actually making the responsive search ad so i always aim to get uh, either average or excellent on there and the way that you do that is by um you know increasing the character limits in your headlines and and using keywords in the headlines in your descriptions and and et cetera et cetera but those are those are the top two points i'd say for um responsive search ads and and seeing what what actually works and some benefits that you know you all can get implemented on your campaigns that you're managing all right everyone so today we went over responsive search ads some of the things that we answered for you are basically what they are. What are the responsive search ads? Um, you know, what are some of the benefits that responsive search ads have compared to text ads or expanded text ads? And what are some of the things that we are actively testing and, and, and working on and, and some of the strategies that we're implementing on campaigns that we manage? So um, I hope this answered all of those questions and also gave you some bonus little nuggets of, of things that you all can implement on your campaigns and see if you get the results that, that you're looking for. Um, but this is pretty much the end of the podcast and I hope everybody enjoy it. Uh, this is Andrew signing off. Josh, do you have any last words for our audience? My God, last words sounds so ominous. You have any last words before you don't show up on the podcast next week? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Pay-Per-Click Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're getting a lot out of the show, leave us a five-star review too. We'll catch you on the next episode.